Mini, mini, mini episode. It's the miniest of episodes, so small you can put it in your pocket, or even put it in a necklace and a locket, or shoot it to the moon in a rocket. It's a mini episode. That was that was fun. We did. I had two theme songs in a row, or maybe I'll just make that one the theme song. <laughs> it was freeforming every time. I think, yeah, I think every fun. time we do many episodes, we should just jam it out. Jam Drinking up. and jamming is fun. Drink jam. Yeah. You know, don't drink jam, guys. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What kind of jam are we talking about? <laughs> what? What kind of jam are we talking about? Like, uh, I, I don't know. I just mean like I feel like just drinking jam out of a jar would not be a good. <laughs> it's not a it's not a good life choice, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, if you drink jam out there, guys, get at us on Twitter. By the way, I'm Brendan. I'm Nathan. And uh, this is a what were they thinking mini episode? Yes, as indicated by our jammed out theme song. Yeah. Again, drink jam. That's our <laughs> so brought jam. to you today by Smuckers. <laughs> Try our new drinking jam. <laughs> it's the drinkiest of jams. <laughs> it goes down smooth, but still spreadable on your peanut butter. <laughs> oh, we're off to a hot start. All right. Well, you know what? It better than the movies we're about to talk about. Oh, and then uh, of course, uh, just as a recap, Nathan, uh, what was your uh, clue last week? Oh, look, if you still want to try to figure it out, you still got about yeah, half an hour and some change. But if you'll mm. remember from last week, my clue was, that's what I think. Wowzers. All right. So you got, I mean, you did you did give them a week, but yep. you've got another, you know, 25, 30 minutes. So figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. Get your jam out and let's talk about, let's talk about stuff. So what are we jam talking about today? <laughs> Just jam out with your ham out? Jam out with your ham out. Don't put jam on ham, though. That's I don't know. A... Like, if you want like a nice reduction, it would <laughs> it would actually probably speed up the, the, the glazing time, I would think. This is the most Get, any like, podcast has talked, about, has talked about jam. Well, one that's not dedicated to jam anyways. Well, yeah, except I'm not, I'm not counting, obviously, uh, the breakfast pod. Right, because they, they're actually their jam annual is easily one of their best episodes every year. You mean their jamual? Yes. Boom! So. Okay, so what are we talking about today, Nathan, well, besides jam? Besides jam, uh, we're talking about a couple of different kinds of movies. Now, mm. now jam in and of itself tastes. Delicious, like victory, like greatness. These movies, if you could eat them physically, would taste like disappointment and defeat. As opposed to eating them emotionally? Right. Okay. So they're not very much like jam at all when you get right (laughs) down to it. Uh, We're talking about movies that uh, we either looked forward to that looked really good or as brent would say we were super hyped for Mm -hmm. and they let us down Mm -hmm. or we loved them with like a a, an intense passion 
uh, as well as much as a child can have an intense passion for something. But later on in life, they didn't hold up so well. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely happened. Yes. We also took some comments too. Some some comments uh, from some of our listeners. I want to read you one right off the bat. Uh, now we'll get into our own, obviously, as well. But I want to read you one off the bat and just let you go off for a bit. Okay. Because we had our first. Our, this was the very first comment we received from the Bad Idea History of Bad Ideas podcast at Bad Ideas Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, simply said, original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, now are they saying it doesn't hold up well over time, or th- they looked forward to it and they were disappointed? I th- they didn't specify. Either but way, I they're think, wrong. <laughs> I think it's the I think it's the doesn't hold up one. I, I have no idea what they're talking about because that movie is a delight. I've watched it at least once every other year. I was looking forward to it when I was a kid, and when I first started watching it in theaters. I started to feel a little trepidatious because I was like, I don't know, this is these aren't the Ninja Turtles that I know on the on the cartoon. But by the end of the movie, I was sold, and actually because of that movie, I got even further into like the original comics because the movie in and of itself is based on uh, some of the original comics. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's great. It was great. It is great. Will continue to be great. Um, the only the, the history of bad ideas that post was a terrible idea. So you can put that down in the annals of your history as well. Wowzers! We have just made a, a new enemy. A frenemy, maybe. <laughs> I'm sure they're nice, just because you know they don't like the Ninja Turtles. I mean, hey, hey not do you everyone think everyone could be like great like us? Do you, do you think they're a couple of jam-up guys? More than likely, yes. A couple <laughs> of dandies. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Well, Nathan, having said that, then, what is a movie for you that maybe you look back on after you loved as a child? You look back on now, and you're like, yeesh. Well, uh, I'm going gonna, gonna to say Howard the Duck. Um, okay. it's, it's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, I remember when... Patty and I first got Netflix, you know, b- back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, and <laughs> Patty just appeared on the on the podcast sixty five million years ago when Netflix was discovered. Yep, and uh, we were cruising through the uh, limited options that were available to Canadians at the time when uh, Netflix blech, Netflix first came to Canada, and Howard the Duck was there. And so we were like, oh my god, Howard the Duck, I loved Howard the Duck. You loved Howard the Duck? I loved Howard the Duck. You're from Jersey? I'm from Jersey. Oh, Are you my from part. <laughs> That and is such a deep cut, SNL. <laughs> so we were like, let's check out Howard the Duck. And I, we got like 15 minutes into it, and we were like, what the hell is this? This is this is garbage. This is not the movie I remember. As uh, as the great Lawrence Olivier once said about the jazz singer, this piss is shit. <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> but I remember as a kid, and yes, my parents did let me see that movie as a kid because I don't think they watched it with me. Mm. And I thought they were like, it's Howard the Duck. I mean, it's a movie about a talking duck. How bad can it be? Here you go, kids, enjoy. And then they went off and did parent things. I'm, ass- I'm assuming they were boning. I don't know. <laughs> but 
my brother and I watched Howard the Duck, and we thought it was the greatest thing in the world because it was about a talking duck who played guitar and saved the world. It was awesome. And duck titties. Duck titties, yes. Yes, the Play Duck, if I remember, <laughs> was the name of the magazine. Play Duck. And then, you know, Leia Thompson tries to have that interspecies relationship, which, you know, one of the Ninja Turtles apparently was talking about at one point in time Oof. when they were on Oprah. Check out a past episode, or just look for that Oprah clip. It's there, <laughs> and, folks. And the horrified looks of those child's faces. <laughs> so what about you? Well, I'm going to say one that's not going to be a surprise, because I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before, but only recently I actually went back and watched it again. So, He-Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I wasn't... Now, I don't... I think this movie came out... Uh, no, I, I came out after I was born, not long after. So I wouldn't have been old enough to watch it at the time. But when I was old enough to, <laughs> my, mo- my mom, mother said, yeah, I was felt weird to just say my mother. <laughs> my mom said, yeah, just go to the video store, you know, rent whatever. It's fine. So figuring like, <laughs> what? Little did she know. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, this is the kind of video store too, where they would just like, I could go in, you know, 12 years old and rent friggin' showgirls if I wanted. Like, they wouldn't have cared. It was 1987, <laughs> so, by the way. When that came out? When Masters of the Universe was released, yeah. Okay, so I re- definitely rented it, like, some years after it had been out. But mm-hmm. I went to the store, I rented it, I watched it, and I rented it every... I rented it every week for, like, six months. Oof. I swear to God. There were no kept... other better movies at the store? I didn't know and I didn't care. Oh, I just was like, I was into it. I was like, this is like a cartoon come to life. This is amazing. There's a skeleton man and a and a guy with a sword and a troll. It's Had awesome. you never seen the cartoons? Never. I suppose, yeah, that, that was my been a first little, Yeah. Yeah, that was my first exposure to He-Man. So then um <laughs> earlier this year. I decided to give it a rewatch, and holy shit, it is not good. See, when I was a kid, I was let down from the get-go by that movie. <laughs> because I had watched the cartoons. So I was, a, I was a big fan of the cartoons. So when they got to, like, they, they traveled to Earth. Where's Orko? They traveled to Earth. There's no battle cat. This movie is a lie. This piss is shit. This, yes, this piss is shit. That is a real quote. Like, <laughs> and it is very apt, it's, and I'm guessing it's going to continue to be apt for the rest of this episode. The uh, uh, the the uh, the jazz singer, like Lawrence Olivier, was in that movie, and apparently he was at a restaurant, and they were talking about the movie. He said, "This piss is shit." Somebody overheard him, put it in the paper, and then he was like denying it or whatever. Well. <laughs> Okay, well, let's, let's see a couple more here. A few more here from our uh, our loyal listeners. Oh, this one here is... Yeah, the, go ahead. The recasting pod. Now, this one is about where they they were hyped for it, and it was there was a letdown. I really mm. wanted Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls to be awesome. Unfortunately, it was a heaping pile of crap. I was so disappointed at recasting pod. Um, this is one of my, I I think this is a hot take in that I don't, uh, really hate that movie. I don't seek its destruction, but when you hold it up to the other indie movies, it's absolutely the fourth one. Oh, no doubt. 
Yeah. It's it's uh, to me though, it, if it was just like, and I know it's not just like another movie, but if it was just another movie and that was the plot, I'd be like, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, because I guess okay. So for me, um, guessing for you. You don't have a like a, a deep connection or a, a love for Indiana Jones outside of oh these are kind of cool movies. Yeah, like I I really like the movies. I've got but a I wouldn't friend say of mine they're like is just oh my god. Harrison Ford was the second coming for this dude. Han Solo favorite Star Wars character. Indiana Jones, he loves those movies. And so when they put out the crystal skulls, he was like, "What in the blue hell is this?" <laughs> he he's just can't he can't even deal with that that movie. And for the longest time, I would make fun of that. And but then he actually kind of pointed out to me something that was relatable to me. Uh, and now I understand that would be Spider Man three. <laughs> a classic for the ages oh my god I was so jazzed to see that movie when it was coming out Venom's gonna be in it they got the Sandman this is gonna be great nope I was gonna say um, I was gonna second that that was another one of for me that I was super disappointed in when I was really excited to see it yeah and uh, I think what really did me in at by, like at, by the end of it I was like this movie right in its stupid ear was when Spidey shows up again in the traditional Spidey outfit and he does that like hand on hips chest out pose in front of the American flag <laughs> and we were watching it in theaters and I didn't even say a word Patty leaned over to me and she's usually pretty good with the movies she doesn't talk too much when we go to the movies she leaned over to me and was like that was a bit much <laughs> Well, it's, yeah, it's like, it, it, you expect it in a movie like, one of those big, like, patriotic, dumb moments in a movie like San Andreas, but, like, you expect a little more out of your Spider-Man movies. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first one even had kind of something like that, too, where they all start throwing garbage at the Green Goblin, and they're like, yeah, but that was you a messed New York with one thing. of us! Was that? That was a New York thing. No, no, but it, it was kind of, for me, that was, like, I like the first Spider-Man, but I also find that one's a kind of a groaner. Okay. Where they're like, you mess with one of us. You mess with all of us. Spider-Man's one of us, you see. New York. <laughs> uh, Besotted Geek uh, basically said, uh, I've had pretty much had impeccable taste in movies since childhood. That's laughable. You I, son I, I think I've pretty much had impeccable taste in movies since childhood. <laughs> it's speaking in cursive. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll say this: another one that I was looking forward to that really let me down, Silent Hill. Oh yeah, you were mentioning that. Yeah, I did mention that, and I don't know. I I think I'm alone in it because <laughs> I've met a lot of people who were fans of the game. Were like, I love that movie. I'm like, I don't know how you can. I don't know. I I don't know if you're in the minority because I don't remember that movie getting a lot of praise when it came out. I think no. it's one of those revisionist things where people like it now. Oh, uh, maybe I, I'll give it another whirl and it'll be one of those things. It's like where it, it's better with age. I don't know. It'll yeah, it'll end up being like um, 
like the Wizard of Oz, where everybody, other critics at first dismissed it, and then years later it'll, it'll be on like the AFI top 100 list for like 2097 or something. Oh, like It's a Wonderful Life as well. It, oh, is that the same thing for that one? Same idea. Yeah, that, well, so much so. The reason why it was on uh, television a million times every Christmas was because it. no one gave a shit about it so much that they let the um, the copyright lapse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, what uh, what, do we, what do we got uh, next for well, comment here? We got one from uh, Steve at mm-hmm. ELF Movies. Uh, well... We're talking about one tonight, but Batman and Robin really was the first big movie that broke my heart. Yeah, you know what? I think when I was a kid, I think for me, that's a that's um, another situation where I think I liked it at the time and knew later that it was a piece of shit. I'm going to go one episode, uh, movie earlier uh, than them. Batman Forever. Oh. I hate that okay. movie. Hate I, it. Even at the time, or at the time, we went. I went to see that movie with a friend of mine. We started watching it, and I think we got about maybe twenty minutes into it, and it was such a campy, cartoony thing that we we just we just started uh, servo and crowing it because we were like <laughs> the only people seeing it. It was like a matinee or something in the summer. And we were just like, everything was the bat this, the bat that. And we were just cutting up because that movie was garbage. I, I mean, I will say Jim Carrey is the bright spot in that movie. And it's a, it's a lowly bright spot. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know how I feel. I've, Batman Forever, for me, see, I can tolerate that more than Batman and Robin. I have an easier time with that one. But it's it's one of those things where it's like it's the writing on the wall or it's the precursor because the same stuff yeah. they were doing in that movie they just turned that up to eleven for Batman and Robin. Because I think I liked Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones enough to be like, all right, well I kind of like what they're trying to do with this, but everything else was just like a slog. They apparently hated each other, <laughs> or well, Tom- Tommy oh, no, Lee I Jones hated was... Jim Carrey. I thought. Uh, wait, hold on. Are you sure that's not Val Kilmer? I'm pretty sure. No, that no. There was. It was there's Kilmer a story. That didn't like him. There's a story uh, where Jim Carrey, because this was like one of his first big movies, uh, where he wasn't, you know, being a rubber-faced smart fartsmith. And I guess when they were making, they were starting to make the movie. He, they were all out having lunch, and he ran into Tommy Lee Jones offset at a diner, and he wanted to go up and introduce himself and talk to him, you know since they're going to be in the movie and he just i guess looked at him or had this like intense look of hatred on his face and he was like jim carrey got like really uncomfortable and it was he was like well is everything okay like did i do anything did i do something wrong and he just said i cannot sanction your buffoonery that's what Tommy Lee Jones said to Jim Carrey. That is the most Tommy Lee Jones thing to say. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> sanction your buffoonery. I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Oh, next guest that gets out of line, I'm using that. <laughs> well. Looking at you, Stephen Izzy. <laughs> when you return, of course. Of course. Um, yeah, no, I was just, I was looking it up at the same time you were talking about it, because I swore I heard 
there was a thing about Val Kilmer, but I th- I think Val Kilmer didn't really like him either. Oh well, Val Kilmer is Val Kilmer. I mean, I mean, he's always been a doll to work with on oh, movie sets. A total peach. Yeah, or I think maybe Val Kilmer was asked about it, and maybe denied it, but I had no idea about the Tommy Lee Jones thing. Yeah, it's... I cannot sanction your buffoonery. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this is an interesting one. So this is one that doesn't hold up well for this guy because, uh, well, I'll just read it. This is from uh, Danny. He said, uh, "Ferris Bueller, as a kid slash teen viewer, yeah, what a fun rapscallion. Adult viewing, piece of shit who doesn't appreciate his girlfriend." His BFF Cameron's needs, who is clearly clinically depressed. Uh, yeah, his BFF Cameron's needs get ignored so Ferris can have his day. He's a friggin' bully. Also, with Ferris Bueller, it's kind of hard to watch Jeffrey Jones' obsession with tracking down and nabbing a teenage boy after that whole conviction and him becoming a registered sex offender. <laughs> I can see that, actually. Um, I don't think the movie... I think the movie holds up. I think the Jeffrey Jones thing is another thing, but... <laughs> The thing with that movie is that you have to see it through the eyes of the target demographic. Yeah. Because if you don't, then yeah. It's it's like when you watch a, a Disney movie with your kids. Now, you haven't had this experience, but I've had this experience where, you know, some uh, princess in a Disney movie wants to go against her father, the king, or the whatever, and she's going to marry this guy that she she knows is her true love. And when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, she's standing up for herself. She's she's going against the grain, and it doesn't matter what her father thinks. And she knows what true love is. And as a parent, you're like, you don't know shit. You're, you're 16. <laughs> Sit down. Go to your room. You know, and that's that's what happens. If you don't see it through the eyes of the target demographic, it definitely would not hold up over time. And Ferris is absolutely in, in that regard. Yeah, and that also goes into the whole thing where um, that also goes into a topic we kind of sort of briefly touched on is uh, with the whole like uh, celebrities. We're learning so much now about, you know, some of their past dalliances i guess and their i guess and their behavior and how like if if you can still kind of watch them now like you know we mentioned kevin spacey and like how what it's like watching trying to watch like a kevin spacey movie now being able to separate the uh yeah from the artist yeah and the jeffrey jones thing like i feel like usually it's not an issue but if the role is so close to something that they were kind of associated with i could see how that might be an issue for some people so you wouldn't want to see Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil? I actually haven't ever seen that. Oh, it's actually a pretty fantastic movie until you found out everything about Kevin Spacey. Oh, uh, okay. Moving on. Well, no, wait, does he play a pedophile? And, like, borderline. Okay. Well, like, speaking he, of pedophiles... He's, he's a gay dude who's, like, into youngish men. Oh, that is... Uh, that. <laughs> so no re-release for that movie? No. Okay. Despite the fact that Clint Eastwood directed it, it's a fantastic movie. I actually, you know what? I actually kind of want to see that. I'll watch it, but yeah. like, I, I'm just saying, I can understand. Like, I, I understand how some people can't. Mm-hmm. It's totally, totally cool. Like, I get it. But um, speaking of pedophiles, what's the next one? Well, this is from the Nerdy Bitches podcast at yeah. Nerdy Bitches Pod. The never-ending story. Oh, my! My brother's not going to care for this one at all. <laughs> 
The Never-Ending Story. I loved that movie hardcore growing up. But watching it as a grown-up, Hadrian's dad needs to be taken in by CPS, uh, Child Protective Services, for those who you know, don't know what that might mean. And Bastion is a whiny little bitch. Falcor also has pedophile eyes. So disappointing. <laughs> I, when I read that comment, I laughed for a good solid minute about Falcor having pedophile eyes. I, I never, I'm going to have to watch it now. <laughs> and for those of you who only have a vague recalling of that movie, it's the giant dog fly thing. The, the luck dragon. Luck dragon, right, right, right. The good thing is, if I do want to revisit that, I can just go talk to my brother, because he's got, like, two or three copies of that movie. What? He, oh, my God. He loved that. You know how you said you rented Masters of the Universe, like, a million times? Mm-hmm. That was Gary with NeverEnding Story. Wait a second, but he has multiple copies, like, some of them are not working anymore? No, no. Like, one would be, uh, he's got a VHS copy, uh, I think he's got a DVD copy, and he might have, like, a special edition or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other one, actually, this is again from Danny, just the other one that he wanted to mention. He said, I'm showing my age, but the Transformers animated movie, the first 20 minutes, 90% of my beloved toys were murdered, only to introduce new characters to push sales of a new line of toys at Christmas. I feel the pain, because <laughs> I felt the same way. When when they, spoiler alert for a movie, a gajillion oh, years old. shit. Spoiler, they... spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> Hit pause right now. Skip ahead 30 seconds. Spoiler. Go. When they killed Optimus Prime, I was like, what the fuck is going on? They, they killed the main Transformer? The leader. What? Yes. They didn't even do that in the shitty movies. They they killed him, and he didn't come back from the dead until oh, right. like a season and a half later or something. Ugh. Like, he didn't even return in the movie to be, like, the savior. He died, and then they gave the, um... Was it Ultra Magnus? Got the the all-spark or whatever. He was the leader, but it wasn't to be, because uh, Rodimus Prime ended up being the one getting it by the end of the movie. He was Hot Rod before, but when he got the spark, he was turned into Rodimus Prime. Now, I've never seen this movie. Where does Orson Welles fit into all this? Oh, he is uh, Unicron. He's like a, like a giant transformer planet. planet. Yeah. Oh, for a second, I thought you said transplanet. I'm like, no, what? Oh, my God. planet. <laughs> ah. um. <laughs> well, Amanda's pick show says yeah. that the Black Dahlia was super disappointing. Uh, it looked like a great Hollywood neo-noir, but was one of the biggest hot messes I've ever seen. And my most disappointing movie of last year was Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, I love Besson's Fifth Element and liked Lucy, but Valerian was just garbage. I've heard that. I, I found it very difficult to kind of follow along with. I've also avoided the Black Dahlia for the same reason that I've heard it's really, but really, really terrible. I didn't so much, I guess, didn't find it terrible as I found it terribly boring. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I know, I'd read a little bit about the, uh, the actual events when the movie was coming out because they were kind of hyping it. And then when I watched the movie, I was like, huh. <laughs> it's always a reaction you want. Yeah. 
I, I, I gotta ask, since it was Brian De Palma, how many times did he say Black Dahlia in the movie? <laughs> I can't even remember. It was that forgettable. <laughs> this is truly a Black Dahlia. No, what? I think they called her the Black Dahlia. <laughs> Just like be that... funny, like, Josh Hart in the middle of eating, like... <laughs> Why do you want me to say it after I order my meal? Just do it! Just do great. it! Trust me, it's great. I love when people say my titles in the movie. You got snake eyes! <laughs> Not this Brian, movie, that was Brian. eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this is gonna this is gonna spark a little debate. Yes. Um I don't think you and I are gonna debate each other over this, but no. this is from Izzy, Untidy Venus. She says the departed was monumentally overhyped to me. I have no idea what she's talking about. I, I don't know how that movie could be overhyped. No, I can't say enough good things about that movie. That was my shit when that came out in theaters. I, I was like, oh. Yeah, I have it on DVD and Blu-ray. I have seen it conservatively 20 times. I don't even want to, like, say what it is in case there's someone out there who hasn't seen it because I don't want to take that away from I don't want to take away this moment. But there is a moment in that movie that was so unexpected and so sudden, mm. I literally jumped up. Like, I literally sat straight up, almost, like, stood up in my seat because I could not believe what had just happened. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It. it so, oh, my God. She's wrong. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Izzy. <clears throat> you got the buzzer. <laughs> Get snake eyes. She also says, oh, sorry, there's a second part. She also says yellow beard. It's not bad, but not as funny as I remember. Okay, I can get, I can get that. Also haven't seen it. It looks fairly dated. I haven't seen it. I just kind of checked it out on the IMDb, and it looks quite dated. Holy moly. Uh, Nathan, what are all these? Let's, let's, let's go one by one through Brent's, because he's out a lot. Yeah, he's got Oof. some words, and I don't know if he knows how to use them tonight. Um, at least not this first one, anyways. The Dark Knight Rises dragged, and it wasn't that interesting. Brent, you get the buzzer from me. Mm. Alien Covenant kind of let me down a bit, even though I kind of liked it. Well, Brent, you get the door. <laughs> I uh, I like Alien Covenant. I can see where the criticism comes from in that movie, because it, it, it is kind of slow in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do like that movie though, and I, I also like Prometheus too. I, I I liked Prometheus, and I if you watch those two back to back, if you have mm-hmm. that kind of time, you're gonna have a great movie watching experience. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Uh, uh, you can take the next one from him. Okay. From well, he says the Incredibles was the hyped door. up. <laughs> the Incredibles was hyped up to me, and I ended up giving it a five out of ten because it was meh. Brent, you don't like Disney. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're, you've already got a, a biased opinion to begin with. Let's see. You got the buzzer and the door. What else can we give him? Uh, a kick in the booty. A kick in the booty? Jesus. Kicked Murph. you right in the booty. Okay, well, here's one <laughs> I can kind of get behind. Okay. Mission Impossible 2 was a letdown after the first one, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I actually do agree. I found that Mission Impossible 2 dragged in a in a few spots and mm-hmm. I think I rented it on video and I think I fell asleep watching it. Uh there was too many face switching, too much face switching for me. Yeah. Uh although I will say that's the only one that I haven't liked. Yeah. I think I liked all the other Mission Impossibles. Oh, and by the way, when this comes out, I probably have already seen it, but I am pretty excited for the new one. 
I don't know. Like, I I I went to the movies last week and it was it was everywhere. Like they're they're pushing it really hard. Like Cineplex well, is pushing it really hard. Let me just say this because I know I know like this is not the be all end all, but it has a ninety eight. Okay, that's that's astronomically higher than any other Mission Impossible movie. Okay, okay. Well, I, I will you know reserve my judgment until I see it. But it's that's one of those things. It's like it's a red flag for me. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know with 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 that much and and the audience too is like ninety or something like that. Like it's it's getting like ridiculous praise. Okay. Uh, he said starting to come around here. Uh, Spectre really let me down. Only watched it once, and I'm a huge Bond fan. I've never seen it. Sorry. Yeah, I gotta. I can't. I I think I started watching like the first fifteen minutes of it. Didn't really hold mine. My attention, rather. Maybe I'll give it another try. I don't know. Controversial. Yeah, I was going to say, controversial statement. I'm not a huge Bond person. Yeah. It's weird, though. You like Mission Impossible, don't you? I I do, but, yeah, I don't know. I I like... I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I just... I can't get into it as much. It is... I, I feel you have to have, like, a Bond... You can't be like I like them all. I've want I can watch every single one and they're all great. I like because, Casino Royale. Yeah, that was good. I think First Connery is is a good Bond, but yeah, it's I, I shouldn't say I like I hate them or anything. It's just not something I've ever gotten like super into. No, no I understand that. It's kind of like uh, you know Star Wars or Indiana Jones. They're fine movies, but I'm not a rabid <laughs> rabid fan of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, then this next one. I'm absolutely on board with Silent Hill 2 was garbage and I fell asleep through most of it like the first one a lot though <laughs> you were on board disagree. until that <laughs> yeah I, w- I was on board right up until the end there because both of them are hot garbage and then I think the last one we can do- agree on without even having seen the movie Oh, I've seen it oh Nathan it's awful <laughs> I can't believe you did that to yourself I, you know not what? even um, for the show well, this was years ago. So. Oh, we started in 96, so go ahead. Uh, the worst, though, was Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Fuck that movie. Yep. Yep, that's about right. I just want to read one more quick one, because I just got this like a minute ago. Okay. Uh, from Brad. He said, he said Krull. <laughs> when he went to go see Ooh. Krull, he said, It seemed like it was this bigger-than-life sci-fi movie, but when I watched it again a few years ago, it was pretty clearly a poor ripoff of Star Wars. Oh, yes, definitely. And actually, that's a really good one, because I, being old, uh, actually did see that one in theaters. Now, I was a wee lad at the time. Uh, my dad took me to see it because, it, you know, he, dad, my dad liked make take me to movies that I don't think he knew was totally going on in them because that's how i saw the dark crystal (laughs) thought it was a muppet movie not the case (laughs) and (laughs) so we heard crawl was coming out and we'd seen the ads for it and they had the glaive with the you know it's like like a giant starfish ninja star thing Mm -hmm. and i thought it was cool and it was it wasn't rated r so my dad was like yeah i'll take I'll take Nathan to see that. And I remember seeing it as a kid, thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I felt that they didn't use the glaive nearly as much as they should have. And then um, 
again, I watched it on Netflix uh, probably about five years ago, and I was like, oh my, this is, oh, this is terrible. Oh boy. So, I mean, yeah, movies, sometimes they don't age well, guys. I think that's what we can take away from this. And sometimes they get built up, and they less down. Mm-hmm. But having said all that, Nathan, again, your clue, please. That's what I think about it. Okay. So right now, we're going to play you the trailer for the movie that we are doing next week. Here it is. is dead. Bobby! A groupie has disappeared and millions are missing. I think that somebody's trying to rip my company off. Those were his kind of odds. His name? Ford Fairlane. Hey, it's Ford Fairlane! Hey, hey, what are your names? Neil and Bob, is that like what you do, huh? A detective who's so smooth. What is it they call you? Precocious. Combustionable. He's aerodynamic. Same. <laughs> Everyone knows him. Hey, you're that guy. The private eye. You're a poet and didn't know it. Oh. Everyone owes him. Take this for <laughs> well, money's fine, really. I need cash, moolah, wampum, dead presidents, Michael Jackson, Gerald Ford. See, that's the difference between a great investigator like me and a piece of spam like you. Spam. And nothing they say. You're a piece of spam. That's what I think of you. Can throw him. Mr. Fairlane, when I was 11, I walked in on my father, this Shetland pony he gave me for my 10th birthday. Does that excite you? I don't know. I never met your father. But this <laughs> case can put him back. I don't need money. In the black. I need questions answered. Question number one. Can I have some money? But when your beat is the music business... Let me see this chick around. Is this a trick question? You keep notes on everyone. Got you. Priscilla Presley. Who? I wouldn't trust that babe as far as I could bowl her. Ed O'Neill. Booty time. Booty time. Robert Englund. <laughs> Tone Loke. Gilbert Gottfried. Sheila E. And Wayne Newton. What? Yes. Wayne Newton. And I gotta defeat a baby. Oh, he seems nice. Andrew Dice Clay. Oh! Is Ford Fairlane. L.A. Drive is main. In a movie so hot. Got something cooking in the microwave? Get out! You'd better bring protection. Maybe it was just a pot pie. Ford Fairlane. Are you mad? No, I'm ecstatic! Coming in July to theaters everywhere. Ah, yes! The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Starring Andrew Dice Clay, Wayne Newton, Gilbert Gottfried, Robert Englund. Just a, a cavalcade of fantastic people. Tone Loke even makes a cameo. Oh, boy. <laughs> Love that movie. I, I uh... What, spoiler alert. <laughs> I, um... I've never seen this movie. Then you are in for a treat, my friend. The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. It is, is this? Gonna, it is going to make your 2018 heart uncomfortable. <laughs> oh boy! This and now 
it's you know what it's interesting i'm assuming this didn't age well at the time when it came out but it, it probably was... ages even worse now <laughs> it was it was not well received by critics you <laughs> don't say and uh it, crass crude but i mean that's what they were going for wait you're talking about andrew dice clay <laughs> he is actually just he he's the forefront of the crass and crudeness. Don't forget, Gilbert Godfrey's also in it. Okay, well, <laughs> there it is, folks. Wayne Newton's in this movie. Watch The Adventures of Ford Fairlane and then join us next week as we talk about our first Dice Man flick. Yeah! I think I'll be the only one because I don't think he ever did anything else that made it to theaters. Uh. One Night at McCool's, maybe. Was he in One Night? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's not the... I no, guess he's, he's not, not the like star. The star. He's in it, so... Yeah, I'm looking through right now. Maybe... No, I think... Maybe Amazon Women on the Moon? <laughs> Brain Smashers, a love story. There you go. That... Actually, on Wikipedia right now, it's like direct-to-video film. <laughs> oh, okay. So... <laughs> uh, well... All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's plug... Uh, you can check out my good friend Montrose Monkington III Esquire. Uh, he has a YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. You can check him out on Facebook, Montrose Monkington III Esquire and Friends. And you can also follow him at Montrose Third. that's the number 3RD, on Twitter. Uh, he's been posting some random stuff lately, just uh, thoughts and I guess maybe he got some opposable thumbs. I'm not sure, but he's been t- he's been posting a little bit more than usual lately. So check him out. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you can also find us on uh, on Facebook. Just search for What Were They Thinking. We also have a Facebook group, What Were They Thinking Interactive, where you can talk directly to us and uh, you know give us shit. Just give us the business. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. And, of course, if you're listening to us right now, you know you can find us on pretty much any podcatcher, uh, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and a whole bunch more. The t- What was the one we said last time <laughs> accidentally? The Teddy oh, Ruxpin. The Teddy Ruxpin experience. Expression Society? Expression Society. It's where you take all your thoughts and fears, basically you're in an audio journal and you play it through a Teddy Ruxpin doll. You get the door, Brent. That's right. Fuck up, Phil. (laughs) I would love if there was an app. There must be an app out there. You can put the whole podcast through a Teddy Ruxpin. (laughs) And then just make that our episode. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, so I think that's going to do it. I guess I just, uh, I just got to ask you a question at this point. What's that, Brandon? (laughs) Well, I mean, we talked about movies that haven't held up. Right. We, we talked about movies we were, uh, disappointed by that we were looking forward to. Mm Mm-hmm. But the Meg is coming out soon! Okay. I'm just excited for it. Uh, I mean, what were they thinking? Hi, I'm Noelle Heil, the host and creator of Heil on Life, the podcast where I talk one-on-one with people who inspire me. My guests come from all walks of life, different jobs and careers, and they all have different motivations that have helped them throughout their lives. I find their stories fascinating and hope that you will too. 
To learn more, find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, Tumblr, and Libsyn. And remember, we may have similar stories, but our journeys are all our own. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon.